Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here, live local, and happy to be here on a football Friday. If you missed the first hour of the show, you can always catch it at the Service Patriots podcast section of 1080thefan.com. Dot com. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Also, you can reach the show at the Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. You can visit them for more information at vancouverford.com. Thank you to everybody tuning in on the YouTube stream. We do appreciate that. I know I keep teasing it, but at this point, it's kind of like a school teacher uh, is what I would uh, compare this to like at this point of of the year like right now are we really teaching or are we just kicking the tires for another week my no. kid came home and was like i watched a movie today and i'm like oh i know what time of the year it is we got one more week until winter break <laughs> holiday movie week next week kids <laughs> here's an educational film about rudolph no we we do love our teachers but i i keep teasing more youtube content i i am a big believer in youtube i watch youtube now as a grown adult uh, and I think our YouTube page has been great. It's We've appreciated all the views and subscriptions. It's a good start. There has to be more content on the page to get people more interested than just doing the radio show. So I, I, I would wait for the new year, but I think some stuff could be coming next yeah, year. Absolutely. Uh, we have a lot to get to in the second. We have a guest today. I didn't, I can be honest with you, I kind of got lazy on guest booking this week. I'm tired. Uh, it's been a long week. I'm going on a little getaway. So I just thought a lot of us today. That's all we need, man. A little you, a little me, a little swag. He's shirtless over there, rubbing his nipples on the YouTube stream. It's a thing to thing to behold, man. Swag, how much would I have to pay you in cash right now to just do the segment with your shirt off? 
Uh, What's the minimum like right now? Straight cash, homie. That could have been that could have been the Civil War bet this year. We could have gone skins versus shirts (laughs) for a show. (laughs) What do you think? I don't know. You got ten grand? I'll do it for ten grand. Ten grand? It would cost you ten grand. I offered you five hundred bucks right now to take your shirt off. You're not doing it, really? God, I do it for twenty dollars. A man of high standards. It's twelve minutes. (laughs) I have some scruples. Not a lot, but some. I'll let you put tape on your nipples. (laughs) We can just pretend to know what they look like. Yeah, you gotta hide the nipple. You can't. Let that out. Uh, We're trying to increase viewership here. That's why I'm offering you to take your shirt off. (laughs) People want to see the swag. That's right. Uh, I want to kick off the second hour some NFL dealings. We have a, uh, I call him a friend of the show. We've had him on one time. He's described in our Odyssey Rolodex as NFL Odyssey Insider. Even though he is specifically only covering one franchise in the National Football League. I'd love to get this title, National College Football Insider for Odyssey. (laughs) Brandon Sprague. Well, Brandon, tell me about South Carolina's depth chart. I don't know. Let's talk about Oregon State's, though. (laughs) Anyways, we had him on, and he's a nice guy, but he knows how to play the game, the content game. And that means the click tweets, the tweets that get the clicks. That's right, you got to get clicks. Elliot Shore Parks is who I'm talking about. He's the Eagle reporter for WIP Sports Radio in Philly, our sister station. And he's kind of one of these... I think beat writers nowadays are no longer beat writers. I think they're becoming fans and sycophants for their fan bases and their readers. Yeah, I think it goes one direction or the other. You either you're either the guy that pokes pokes the bear a lot, okay, and doesn't jump on board, and that generates interest and in content because people are going to react to what you're saying. How dare you say that? Or you're the person that totally jumps on board, yeah. and just basically parrots whatever needs to be parroted. Yes, and I I think you got a lot of evidence that people all across the country that cover teams are kind of reporting as if they're fans of the teams in some ways. Yes. Elliot Shore Parks tweeted this yesterday. This is supposed to be a Eagles beat writer, okay? Every single GM in the NFL would take the Eagles roster over the Niners and Cowboys. That's just not true at all. Go click the tweet, and you find quickly Eagle fan not appreciating this tweet at all. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know what kind of point you're trying to make there. Um, there are obviously players on Philadelphia that you would definitely take over players on San Francisco or Dallas, and maybe there's a debate to be had there with Dallas, but there there is not a GM alive, I think, that would take the, the Eagles roster over the 49ers roster. Uh, do you remember the final score from last week's game? I do, in Philadelphia. What was it? Uh, what was it, 42 to, I can't even remember, 40, actually. So you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. 42-19. I knew they killed him. I was, I was going to say. He tweeted in July, the 49ers have to be the most overrated quote-unquote, contender the NFL has had going into a season in a very long time. There's a there's a genuine beef that's brewing there between those two cities because, or franchises, I should say. And I, I understand both sides of it, right? Like, the 49ers come at it and say, man, you guys won the NFC Championship game last year because we didn't have somebody who could attempt a forward pass. And Philly then feels slighted, and you're they feel like you're taking credit away from the season and the team that they had. And it's not even necessarily to do that. It's just to point out, like, man, we're playing with two arms tied behind our back, so what do you want from us? And then you rub it in our face that you beat us in the NFC Championship game? Like, of course the 49ers are going to swing back, and it's why I gambled so heavily on the 49ers last week. They're evenly matched teams. I would argue the 49ers had the better roster. They had that game circled for a count. Like, they've been waiting since the NFC title game to rematch in Philadelphia, to have a shot at redemption, to show them this is what could have happened last year had we stayed healthy in that game. 
game. And this is where if you're Philly, like, just acknowledge, like, dude, having their quarterbacks get hurt was a massive break. Everybody catches breaks along the way, whether it's in the regular season, whether it's the postseason, whether it's a guy on your team that stays healthy or a guy on another team that gets hurt. Everybody catches a break. And to acknowledge that doesn't take anything away from the season that you have. But a big part of you winning the NFC title game last year was the 49ers didn't have a quarterback. It doesn't take a genius to point that out. It is... um. I don't know how to exp- I'll try to explain this the best I can. I uh, respect the coach. I root for the quarterback. I like skill position guys. I think the fan base is actually great. I think uh, we need I a city it. that's insane and has expectations that are wild and maybe unrealistic, but like, hey, be accountable. Their team's 10-1. and one. They were booing the hell out of them late in that first half on Sunday. But I, I got to tell you, I kind of find them to maybe be the most annoying pro sports team. They have not won it. I, mean, I know they won it against the Patriots in, what, 18 or 17, whatever that was. Not a lot of holdovers from that team. Different quarterback, different coach. Obviously, a few defenders that were there. Yeah, offensive Kelsey, lineman, Kelsey, yeah, like, that's, Johnson. That's, that's, it, you know, that's still there. But, like, this iteration of the Eagles, the Nick Sirianni Eagles. Jalen Hurts Eagles, yeah. I just kind of find them annoying. It's like the conversation. It's the arrogance. It's the it's the reporter saying, "Oh, this is the greatest," and it's not even close. After they get pummeled by the Niners, or before they get pummeled by the Niners and Cowboys, it's just I don't know. I've kind of put them into the annoying team category for me, and maybe the most annoying. Their coach beats Kansas City in Kansas City, and then talks trash in the tunnel where nobody can hear or see him i just i find the whole thing annoying shut up how about you win a super bowl how about you how about you capitalize on this it's just it kind of annoys me yeah i i tend to agree with you there i i enjoyed a lot uh watching that game last weekend just because i felt like they needed to be humbled a little bit and philly's still a great team they got a great shot to win the nfc this year nobody doubts that they're one of the best rosters in the nfl they're one of the best teams in the nfl they were damn close to beating kansas city last year in the super bowl like nobody questions that there is just a level of arrogance though that seems a little too inflated because this iteration has not won a Super Bowl. Because yeah. you can say it will win a Super Bowl, and people say, well, they just won one in 20, whatever it was, 17 yeah. or 18. I think it was 18. Um, but this is when you have a different coach and a different quarterback, it's a different team. And I know there are holdovers from that. And there's there's a longevity argument that San Francisco has. Hell, there's even a longe- longevity argument that Dallas has. They've been a playoff team with this kind of similar core for a long time. Um, and I can't wait to watch that game on Sunday night. They at least got this one right. That's going to be the best game of the weekend, the most anticipated game of the weekend. Buffalo six and six going in their coach is talking about terrorists like i don't know how to deal with that this game is the one that everybody wants to watch and the sunday night football number is going to be insane in dallas on sunday i did want to bring that up um we can get into dallas philly a little later i did want to bring that up um tyler dunn of bleacher report reported yesterday in the afternoon that sean mcdermott the head coach of the bills in 2019 held a team meeting and uh, he addressed his team he told this is from the the piece he wrote He told the entire team they needed to come together. But then sources on hand say he used a strange model. The terrorists on September 11, 2001. He cited the hijackers as a group of people who are able all who are all able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perfection. One by one, McDermott started asking uh, specific players in the room questions. What tactics do you guys think you'd use to come together? A young player tried to methodically answer, what do you think their biggest obstacle was? A veteran responded, TSA. McDermott had to do a press conference on this yesterday. He acknowledged that he did bring up September 11th. He also said that he had a family friend die in September 11th attacks. 
and then later said he had multiple family friends die in this. And then when asked on the terrorist part of this, the hijackers, he refused to comment on specifics. He said he did bring up September 11th and he has regret. How is he not fired? I don't know, but I feel like with this being leaked, because I read this yesterday, I did not know that it was, I didn't notice in the details that it was from a couple of years ago. I, yeah. I thought this happened like last week, and everybody was like, oh my God, look at what Sean McDermott said last week. I didn't realize that this was a holdover story from a couple of years ago. To the question of how has he not been fired, I think this was leaked because they want to fire him. Like, they're laying the groundwork. It's a sneaky good point by you, you saying that this Dude, morning. This like, how just... does that just come out randomly from if... 2019? Come on, man. 2019 story, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this thing gets reported. It wasn't reported at the time. What did the Bills do in 2019? They went to the playoffs for the first time. What did they do in 2020? They went to the AFC Championship game and probably should have beaten Kansas City and gone to the Super Bowl. The next year, they were 11-6 and six and still made it to the divisional round and lost. Last year, they were 13-3 and three, made it to the, the divisional round. What's happening this year? They're 6-6. Six and six. They've been a little bit of a dumpster fire. There's arguments. Has Josh Allen regressed? Do we need an offensive coach? This guy's supposed to be the defensive expert. They're kind of lucky to be 6-6 six and six at that. They're laying the groundwork to get rid of him. I just... Coaches do all sorts of things to fire up and motivate their team. It was fun to see, you know, to use the Oregon example, getting the, you know, Oregon versus Oregon, whatever, uh, cinematic recaps and see some of the locker room speeches and the arguments that are made to fire up the roster and the little tactics throughout the course of the week to try and get the most out of your team. How anybody with a with a functioning brain ever thought this was one that was actually going to work in the state of New York, nonetheless, I just, I... I can't wrap my head around what it. I'm what I think I'm bothered most by aside from just like using this of all the examples, all like, the things of communication. That's the like I get the communication <laughs> argument yeah. like you need to communicate better. There's not other examples we could have used. Why well, I, I follow a comedian and he basically said, you know, Jordan Pippen and Rodman are three very different people who won titles together. You could have just pointed to that. <laughs> like you didn't need to go terrorist uh, hijacking example. Yes. I what what kind of bothered me was. I try to be open and honest on this show and share things that are going on in my personal life along with just all the fun sports things we get to talk about. I cannot, I can't wrap my head around the idea that if he's telling the truth, which I, I guess I just give him the benefit here, that if you lost a family friend. Yeah, that this would then be the analogy that you use. So like easily and lightheartedly is just like, hey guys, let's communicate and have chemistry and execute a plan. Let's use that as an example, when they murdered a family friend, a family friend, I don't know about you guys, a family friend to me, I would be dirt. Yeah. It, I would classify him as a family friend. It's somebody that we don't hang out all that much, but we do hang out. We get along with each other. We have no problems with one another. We live very different lives, but like I consider him pretty close in my life. If you died in that way, I don't, I can't foresee myself ever in an example going, you know, pointing to the murderers. Old Uncle Dirt died a certain way, but you know what was impressive about the way he died was how they executed that plan. I mean, it was a brilliant murder. It's just a, I thought that was a weird thing to say in that press conference. He yeah. clearly seemed very uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm kind of buying to your theory here. It, it feels like something that was kind of passed to the report of like, oh, yeah, he's been crazy for a long time. Check what he said in 2019 out. And now when you fire him, it's, Nobody's begrudging the move. 
Nobody's oh, I, shedding a tear. It's I think Bills fans long overdue. The season's not gone well for them. I no. think Bills fans are kind of ready for this. Anything short of a Super Bowl and that dude is out of a job. I think we can all agree on yeah. that. And I don't expect them to win one this year. How about you just use the communication from the firefighter, the heroic firefighters on 9/11? Why don't you go that route? Just stay How many away from people, 9/11. <laughs> sure, or you could just stay away from 9/11 <laughs> like, in general. But there's an there's an there's a different angle there. They communicated. They saved a ton of people's lives. A lot of them perished heroically in that on that day. Like yeah. go that route. I just. I, I don't get it. Uh, let's uh, let's stay in sports coming up next. But is this really true? Is this bringing male the male species down a bit? That's next on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Alex tweets us and says, C.G. McCollum, no show to big game. Who'd have guessed that? <laughs> I got a buddy who's anti-Lillard, and he texted right after Milwaukee lost. Lillard still can't win the big game. I just chuckled. So we're still doing this, huh? Still doing this? You know what's funny is about both of those guys, uh, there's the people that after round one, Dame's stats are fall off pretty hard in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Whereas, like, CJ has the game seven at Denver. Mm-hmm. I would argue he also has a lot of massive games that he completely no-showed for. Like stepping out of bounds when Dame had maybe the greatest postseason performance in the history of the NBA. Remember mm-hmm. that game? I remember that game. Dame was really bad yesterday. He was. He was horrible in the first half. Got it going in the third and then kind of disappeared again. Also, Halliburton just was awesome. God, he's good. Like, that's just also part of it. He was very good. 27-15, 7-0 no turnovers? Milwaukee had some possessions late, too. I, I, I have not watched much of their games, but I hear your anecdotes about Milwaukee, and it's funny because then I watch them and I'm like, ah, yeah, see what he's talking about here. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, their possessions late in that game, what are we doing? It's Middleton running down like one-on-four, throwing up a layup. It's Brooke Lopez taking threes. They had like a four-minute stretch, I felt like, where Dame didn't even touch the ball. Like, what are we doing late in the game? Yeah, that's what Bobby Portis said in the locker room. (laughs) Said, hey, maybe we should focus on offensive execution in the game. Yeah. Uh, So that's not going well. Uh, A lot of people chiming in, too, that never allow an asteroid to hit. They're not in on the OnlyFans of the Dirt and Sprague. Come on, answer the question. Play the game, you prudes. Swag is winning, though. He's running away with it. Yeah, he should be. I'll do naked golf swings. Uh, is that a thing? I, I don't know if I want to see that. That's, yeah, probably a good... The body's like, doing kind of things. There's, yeah. like, slow-mo, like, it's shaking in weird ways. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I'm offering nothing, apparently, to the listeners, and <laughs> no, that's okay. No, you're yeah, too yeah, pale, yeah. man. You're too skinny and pale. <laughs> you gotta get some sun. You're gonna blind us. Come on. Get outside. It's... 
it's so unfair <laughs> what God did to my genetic pool. Yeah, you're screwed. Because if you see my dad, you never believe that's my dad. And he's dark skinned, man. Dark. Dark skin. Dark. Papa Sprague. And I'm pale ass. <laughs> I look like a vampire. Yeah, you got the short end of the stick. Well, my dad's like six foot two, so I got the short end of the stick too. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah. Uh, Swag, I know you were gone getting your ninth cup of coffee or taking your 15th piss, but uh, <laughs> update you on the poll. <laughs> Super beta prostate. Leak. <laughs> Just the second. Leak. No, I'm fighting with the damn printer out there. Sure. It won't upload yeah, crap. Sure. That's what they call enough. it now. Yeah. <laughs> fighting. You're winning our uh, OnlyFans poll question. People want to see naked. Swag. I don't know if I should be excited or depressed about that. <laughs> I think you should be frankly. excited. You're in good shape for your age. I don't know if that's you got a full that's head of hair. Pity watching. I don't know if that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it would only be what's happening in your pants for pity watching. Yeah. Cat pervert. You are a cat pervert. Uh, dude, you know I am. I mean, come on. I'm fairly open and honest about it. Uh, I'm going to hold the gambling bit. I'll leave that I'll leave that for Dirk. Yeah, Don't take my quake take again, damn it. It's, it's got about Don't a... Wait, take wait, my, wait, wait, wait. That's my quake take today. Okay, okay. Don't steal my oh, quake wow. take again, okay? You guys really should talk before the show. No, it's fun. You kind of fly blind. You're blindfolded. I don't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know what I'm going to do. The tough part is he. I always have a, a, whole, like a host of segments on my show sheet, and then as you go through the show, I just like, cross it off. Okay, I'm not going to get to that. Oh, nope, that one's off limits. Can't talk about that. 9-11 McDermott? Nope, not getting to that in my portion of the show. Just grasping for segments over here. <laughs> Thank you. Another one? Yep. All right, well, then we'll get to it. I'll hold your quake take. I know your quake take Thank is. Thank you. Uh, a lot of guys are doing this more and doing something else less evidently. We've talked about uh, people are concerned about the population decline. Oh, man, this is a bad thing. Less people are being born. <laughs> yeah, because people are poor. It's hard to live right now. It's hard out here. And uh, there was an analyst on uh, is CNBC, and she believes this is Wait, this why... this is my quake take. You're playing my quake take. Oh, I thought the other thing was your quake I don't take. know what the other thing is. No. Oh, okay. No. Well, I'm sorry. I, I actually followed dirt on that. Yeah, yes. that's my quake take. I didn't see the quake take. <laughs> yes. God, now I'm an idiot. Uh, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. I'll stay away. That's your quake take. We'll get to that in five minutes. I have a quake take. John Rom said last year, what is $400 million going to change my life? No. Apparently it is. Uh, evidently it is. John Rom to live. Um I, you guys are golf guys. I like golf as well. Dirt, you do the Grip City podcast. We have golf in the Northwest on uh, every Saturday morning yeah. here with Swag. Your guys' thoughts. I thought Rory had a really good thing, and I guess people are trashing Rory for what he said. I thought he made a lot of sense. But what is your thoughts, John Rahm, who Mr. 400 million won't change anything, now taking 300 a year from yeah. the Saudi Live Golf uh, company? Six hundred million will evidently uh, adding two hundred million dollars to that offer is what is life changing money. Is that what I've seen everything from three hundred. I have to. I saw, saw yeah. three hundred, so I don't know what. It my really guess is, is for, to get John Rom to leave, you needed to go north of five hundred million dollars, and that's just my assumption. It's it's the let's Saudis. play the assumption. It's three hundred. That me and Swag saw three hundred, and that is correct. What is your? What's I mean, just I'm your pissed either away? way. Okay. I don't I, look. I can't blame guys for taking money. That's just boilerplate. You say that. Yes, if I get offered six hundred million dollars, I'm taking it too. It doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. Like, like this this sucks for the game of golf. All of this does. It felt like we had moved past a point where the defections were done, and it was just all right. Liv's got their guys. Nobody watches. PGA got their guys. The product is a little watered down. This kind of sucks. They come together for four tournaments a year, and that's the way golf is going to be. When they announced the merger this summer, or the reported we're going to work on a merger, it felt like all right. We're 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 bringing the golf game back together. 
and they have a, a New Year's Eve deadline to come up with that agreement and what it's going to look like. Part of that initial agreement was that there would be no more poaching of players. No more. The Saudis signed off on that. Liv signed off on that. Now, the Justice Department started poking around, and they had to take that out of the deal because there's some antitrust stuff that goes into that. And they said, you can't have that a part of this agreement if unless you want us poking our noses into this. And they said, okay, we'll take it out. The sign that this is happening on December 8th, two and a half weeks, three weeks, before we're supposed to have an agreement on a merger is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. It's not just that Rom's leaving the PGA Tour. That sucks. I'm a PGA Tour guy. That's the only tour I watch. It's the only golf that I think matters. And so I'm bummed. I love watching John Rom play, and it sucks that I'm not going to get to see him you know, outside of four tournaments a year. The fact that this is happening three weeks before the merger is the big news because that tells me there might not be a merger. And if there's not a merger, you cannot compete with this. Live golf is not a normal business. It's not a normal league. This isn't like the XFL starting up against the NFL because that's a normal business model where you have to turn a profit. This is – they don't have to make money. They, nobody watches. We get as many podcast downloads in a month as they get viewers on like a Saturday on the CW. That's insane. They have some of the best golfers in the world. We're a stupid little radio show in Portland, and we get as many podcast downloads as they have viewers. They are losing hundreds of millions of dollars year over year over year over year, and it doesn't matter because it's not a normal business. The PGA Tour cannot compete with this, and I'm just – the Rom stuff sucks. I love John Rom. Seeing him in a Letterman's jacket on Fox News, you're like, oh, God. He really leaned into that, After all, the, this isn't yeah. the kind of golf I want to play, yep. and money doesn't change anything. You're like, all right, you're just – okay. Welcome in line. It's, for me, the concerning thing is about the merger and what it means for the sport. Swag, I want to give you. I want to. I want to hear your thoughts on this quickly. But I. I want to add one thing. I. I find this weird when they add this to the big name players. They pull away from the PGA, and he's got owner interest in the team. And I'm like, these are these real teams? Like, what's the value? Well, of, apparently, there was a trade executed on one of the teams. But like, what's the real value? But, They're just making this up. Like he's the I, owner. He got an ownership stake. I'm like, that's I, not why he signed. He I don't know. Does he care about that? I, no. I. I I don't it's know about growing the game, Brandon. He cares about growing the game of golf for forty thousand viewers. Here's the issue that I have that I'm really concerned about: that all of the jacked up purses that the PGA Tour now is trying to come up with to compete with not losing guys, all of the added benefits, all these uh, creature comforts that are being added for two tour players and their families to the tournaments now. The PGA Tour doesn't have itself, the tour overall, any new sponsors that I'm aware of. So this all falls back on the tournament sponsors to foot the bill. Yeah. And these are business operating businesses separate from the PIF. So as you mentioned, Live Golf is not a normal business operating model. No. All, at some point, these sponsors are going to say, no, I can't, I can't. I'm giving you a eight, ten, twelve million dollar check now. I can't give you a twenty million dollar check and justify this anymore. Where's the return on my investment? Exactly. And so, is Rory going to join? There's a lot of scuttlebutt. I that still Rory's... think eventually they'll figure out how to merge these two things or have them operate simultaneously, where you will have you'll have your traditional seventy-two hole stroke play individual sort of thing. I think they're going to – I've maintained for a number of years, I think there's too many events on the PGA Tour. 
I think they need to whittle it down. But they've done a better down. job with the elevated events, I think. That's what they need to go to. But again, to Swag's point, though, they're they're having to dip into their own coffers because yeah. the sponsors are saying, wait, wait, wait. Who are we paying for? We're already putting $10 million right. in here. Yeah, now writing... you want us to put $20 million yeah. in? Are am you I kidding getting, me? Where, am I doubling my return on investment? I, I think there's too much. I, I don't think there should be events the week after majors. I don't either. All the guys want a week off after they've built up and grinded and go and and we've elevated those things to that level. Um, and so I think eventually what will happen is there will be a smaller PGA Tour schedule and they will find a way to have some sort of team or different sort of things so guys can continue to play, but it's not. It's not the grind of a 72 hole and they'll find a way to coexist and, and make it back. It's going to take a while to iron out and be messy. Um, just it, like yeah. what, what we're watching college football go through. Uh, eventually they'll get there. It's just going to take a while. And I think it'll only happen once Jay Monahan's out. Tiger He's now done. is running the player advisory board. He's going to step in. He might be the commissioner of the PGA Tour in 10 years. Well, why would you? I, 10. Do you want to be an, a player? Well, he still wants to. Some of that, though, is that there's rumors and rumblings behind the scenes that the way they've handled the players being added to the policy board and adding an extra seat, having Jordan yeah. Spieth replace Roy McIlroy, is part, I, if you want to believe this, because I think it's $600 million, but if you want to believe this, that that's a part of the reason why Rom left, that he felt like he was on the outside looking in. He felt like it was a good old boys club, that it's Tiger and Rory and JT. They're these buddies, and that's who everybody talks about. There were clips of the Ryder Cup press conference when Europe won, and for the first 10 minutes, Questions were only asked to Rory McElroy. Nobody asked John Rahm a question until like 11 minutes in. So is it a jealousy thing? That's now? what some people are spec. I think it's $600 million, and $600 million speaks for itself, hmm. but people are trying to draw other conclusions of how did Rahm go from $400 million is not life changing? I want to compete against the best. 54 whole tournaments are not tournaments. Like he crapped all over the he entire did. product. And then a year later, he's saying, All right, give me the bag. I'm going to go join. I just, I've reached a point as a golf fan. I have a hard time doing the live stuff. If you want to watch it, go for it. It just doesn't feel like a real tournament. doesn't feel like a lot's on the line. I just reached a point that I want one or the other. Like, I want to watch the best I, players. I don't, in, I don't want live. I don't want fine. that as an option. I want the best players in the world playing against each other yes. on a regular basis yes. more than four times a week or four times a year. And that's what we have totally lost in the golf game. But the PGA product is now watered down. Live there in shorts. It's 54 holes and nobody's watching. And so it's just, I want the best against the best week in and week out. We had that on the PGA Tour, and I don't know if we're ever going to have it again. They always say uh, millennials are quiet quitting. And the one thing I hear a lot about Liv is, what? Play less golf. Don't play as much golf. It's that's like, just that's such a lie, though, too, because they have a ton of events. You're playing majors. You have to play DP World. Not all of them do, but you have to play DP World Tour events to mm. get status points. Like it's that is a absolute BS lie. Just lean into the money, then. I, what's the point of lying? I guess at that point. Yeah, at least Rom said, "I'm not going to lie. The money's a part of it." It's like, yeah, thanks. After dropping the growing the game of golf 47 times, Sod, I I really like him. I do too. I love John Rom. Six hundred million dollars is a lot of money, but yeah. it sucks, man. It just sucks. There we go. A little preview of the Grip City podcast and Golf of the Northwest. I could that? do a three-hour show on that. I could. I, I was fired up yesterday. I was genuinely sad. I knew you were fired up on this two days ago when you complained <laughs> about them wearing shorts randomly in a break. I'm like, what? And you're like, I hate shorts on a golf tournament. I'm put, like, what? Put some pants put on. Put some pants on. Make it real. Take it serious, all right? <laughs> I love that take by you. Uh, all right. We have a lot to get to with a quake take that I almost ruined, that I didn't ruin. We'll spray the line at 830. Dirt and spray back with more. But Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm going to throw a question at you. We'll get to our quake takes coming up. Ten minutes, five minutes, however long it's going to be. I saw this one from McMurphy quickly, Dirt. Yeah. Texas is going to significantly outnumber Washington fan at that game, and that is just such a travesty that the two seed it sucks, man. gets rewarded with a game that's like five hours from Austin. This is why in the expanded playoff model, we're going to get home field advantage in the first round. It should happen in the second round, too. Making fans travel across the country to watch their team play is ludicrous. The only game that should be on a neutral site is the national championship. Imagine if they did it this year. It'd, It'd kind be of be in fun, Seattle. Right? Alabama in the big house and Texas in yes. Seattle, Amont Lake. And then you don't have to spend $8,000 trying to get to New Orleans on New Year's Eve. I remember when we were talking about Oregon maybe going to the playoff, that was the fear of like, what if that game is in the, you've got to go to New Orleans for New Year's, the game's on New Year's Day. You know how hard it is to get to New Orleans and how expensive it is to get there. Super pricey. Especially that Mardi Gras, like or uh, uh, Bourbon Street, yeah. New Year's Eve. Are you kidding me? Um, which sport? I asked this to some buddies last night, and I was actually surprised because two different Beavers said the same answer. Which sport changes do you dislike more, golf or college football? I, I know your fandom is obviously majorly impacted by the college football one, but we've seen m- massive, uh, you know, movement, conference realignment, NIL transfer portal, and the other one. It's basically two different leagues now: one that nobody watches, one that people watch, but it's watered down. Which changes are worse to the sport? I actually don't think this is very difficult. I, I've i been very vocal of what I don't like. Um, I think college football diehards that grow up with fandoms for any school should be kind of, this is a universal opinion in my head. They, they have corporatized and bastardized college football to the point of it being minor NFL, mm-hmm. and it's only going to expand to that further because now <laughs> yeah. there's rumors the ACC is going to get destroyed. Your mark and the ACC president might be meeting like this thing isn't lining up well. So maybe there's an outside shot for schools like Wazoo and Oregon State. But yeah, I think overall uh, it's not been good. This isn't close, though. Like the PGA basically uh, being relegated to it doesn't matter. I never would have imagined seeing that in my life. Uh, you know, obviously didn't grow up with a lot of knowledge of what's going on in Saudi Arabia. But yeah. to watch single handedly a league get just destroyed by loss of talent. And I, I don't think he's going to be the first, the only one. There could be a couple other guys joining this. Oh, yeah. This isn't the end. There's going to be more. And, like, imagine if you lose Morikawa. You lose, um, like, I saw a thing yesterday. I don't know how true it was. Like, a Patrick Cantlay is the voice of the PGA at this point. And yeah. I'm like, really? He's yeah, calling nobody the shots. Likes him. He's got a seat on the policy Well, board. but it's, uh, like, that's kind of my point is nobody likes him. If that's your guy, like, good luck yeah. to you. And unfortunately for them, Tiger's on the extreme back nine of the old career until we get Chuck Woods. He's trying to save it, but it's... I, yeah. I know, and I think he's... Him and Roy, I think, have done a good job caring and trying to save golf, but this is a lost effort. So to answer your question in a long-winded way, 
I think it's the PGA, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't like what college football has become. Because your fandom has been uniquely impacted by it. It has, and it hurts. Uh, but we're basketball school now. And yeah. so, um, PGA. <laughs> soccer. Soccer school now. Well, soccer this weekend, soccer but school. basketball yeah. and baseball after this. Yeah. I think college football is trying to create more competitive games more often it's clunky it's messy how they're doing it and yes some people are getting left off with golf we're getting less competition yeah and so i i i would say what golf is going through is far worse and and abandoning football is just they're yeah, we're trying to get more relevant games more often. This is swag. I think what you're hitting on here, I'm just going to use this kind of comparison. This, to me, is the equivalent of the XFL suddenly being Saudi-backed and taking Mahomes and Allen and Hurts yep. and all yep. of the great quarterbacks. And the NFL has, you know, they still have the Miles Garretts of the world. but like and you have Lambeau Field and the history and the yeah, pageantry of but it. But all the NFL yeah. teams are quarterbacked by Boyle and <laughs> 80-year-old Joe Flacco. And it's like... Uh, but you don't want to watch the XFL. We smash guys into the crowd. <laughs> you know, it's like an arena league crossover type. I don't want to watch that style. I want to watch the NFL. It would be kind of similar in my mind. That's yeah. how I'm viewing this. It's wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. All right, I want to get to our quick take. I know a lot of our listeners out there, they also have a... I have a competition problem. If you do, you're a part of the problem in society. And one lady will explain. We'll get to our quick take of the day. That's next on The Fan. All right, well, I'm going to get to a couple of college football nuggets at the top of the hour. We'll take a look at the weekend slate of the NFL in the final hour as well. Yeah. How many games are uh, making it move for you this weekend? Dude, you texted that yesterday, and I was looking over it, and I just, there's not a lot. I don't have a lot of movement this weekend. You and I might be on opposite ends of a game. There's one that feels like a trap. Can anybody explain to me why Detroit's only like a three-point favorite in Chicago? Well, for most of the week, their weather report was bad. I saw, I heard uh, Ken Barkley yesterday. I guess he's been digging into this because the cold weather cities, you need to start eyeing those. Yes, keep an eye on the weather. Uh, Chicago sounds like they're going to avoid it. Kind of a clear, cold day is what we're looking at? Uh, kind of, yeah, and it looks like Baltimore is going to be nasty. Yeah, and Lamar missed practice yesterday, too. He's sick. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. He's got an illness right now, so mm. yeah, things to bear in mind. I, it, You look at the early slate, I'm coming back Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be willing to sleep in a little bit and not feel rushed to get back to catch the morning slate. The morning slate's not great. Not great. Sunday Night Football is the game of the day. You get Chiefs and Bills in the afternoon. You just kind of got to be around at 1 o'clock. Uh, we love to gamble on this show. And by the way, your fake sponsors for Spraking the Line are welcome. 503-864-6326. We will do that coming up at 830. What's that number? Uh, 503-864-6326. No, what's the name of the number? The Vancouver Ford Text Line. Oh, hey, thanks. What did I say? Did I say it wrong? No, you just didn't say it. I oh, I didn't saying, say it? Oh, okay. Them out. Okay. Uh, well, we like to gamble, so we're going to do that coming up at 8.30. There is consternation out there in global society about what is sports gambling going to do to young men like you and me? Are we not going to love women anymore? Are we not going to look for work anymore? What are, this, what are the fallouts from sports gambling? Here is your quick take of the day from a gal who I don't even know who she is. <laughs> I don't really want to shout her out. This is what she said on CNBC. Fastest growing leisure spend is fantasy sports and online sports betting. So I looked further into that and um, looked into uh, 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 DraftKings. And what you see is um, this massive growth. So um, sports betting has only been legal outside of uh, Nevada for five years. So in five years, it's gone from one state being legal to 29 plus the District of Columbia. So it's had meteoric growth. So I know everyone talks about NVIDIA and its performance this year. DraftKings 
Kings has doubled that performance. And um, you understand why you have this massive secular wave behind it. So the negative impact is that it's all young men. And I parallel that with or dovetail that with Pew Research, which says that 63 percent of young men are single. And that's the highest it's ever been. And 50 percent of those young men have no interest in dating, not even casually. And 30% of those men, or 30% of young men, say they have not had sex in over a year and don't seem to care. We're not wow. dating anymore. We're not having sex anymore. All because of sports gambling. So what lines do we like this weekend, huh? Uh, <laughs> How about that for a quick take? I think the, I think the answer she's looking for is porn, Dan. Porn. That's probably why yeah. people aren't eagerly to date and don't feel like they need to have sex because you ha- can have like virtual reality porn now. Well, it's it's wild. The algorithms of everything is, I think, uh, manipulating and changing things for society in general. I mean, I. You get on an Instagram page or you you search the internet and it's just like the most random things will pop up and go, I wasn't searching that. Why is this here? I don't need this in my life. And, you know, I, I think you're kind of hitting at something that's correct. Uh, I don't believe this is sports gambling's fault. I know I can't speak for you or swag, but when I lose big bets, I don't want to have no sex. I want to get past it. And when I, I win big bets, I definitely want to have sex. I, I, we're celebrating both yeah. ways Woo-hoo! is what I'm saying. And so I'm going to put a poll question up. Does sports betting make you less horny? Yes or no? That teaser. <laughs> My wife now, when when we turn on games, I turned on the start of uh, Thursday night football last night because foreplay and sex. What a parlay! <laughs> yeah, how many legs is that teaser? Huh. <laughs> We turn on Thursday Night Football, and she just immediately... I got a two-leg teaser. She now just says, what are we rooting for in this game? And so I turn it on last night, and I said, oh, we're rooting for... the." I took the Pats to cover, and I got the under in the game. I like the Pats all day, but I'm like, how do I not bet this under? It's an Iowa game. I got to bet the under. I'm in the fanny. And then we turn... So we're watching the opening drive. The Pats score a touchdown on their opening drive, and she just looks at me like, well, that's not good. I'm like, yeah, thank you, Tips. And she's rubbing it in when I'm losing bets. I know that's not good. My 11-year-old now understands sports gambling because of me. And last weekend, I had the exact moment. My wife is on the couch. I'm watching, oh, I'm watching Texans and Broncos on the red zone. They score, and I'm doing the Kramer horse whip. Come on, come on. And she goes, what are you rooting for here? I'm like, points. We need points, as many points as we can get. And I've explained to her what minus six means. Yeah, the lines, over-unders. She basically goes to the TV now and goes, what jersey are we rooting for in this one? The white one. We need the white one to cover there a number. That's that's. She's starting to understand it. This is the stupidest take. This is an all-time quake take. This is Elliot Shore Parks. No roster's better than the Eagles. Well, there was, it was a lot longer. I edited yes. it down. And then something about because uh, young men are stuck sports gambling and young women are just uh, following Taylor Swift on Instagram. That's all people are doing. Then nobody's getting married and it's going to kill the housing market. <laughs> you know what kills the housing market? Low-paying jobs Low and high-interest rates and high housing interest costs. Rates. Yes, <laughs> yes. Maybe not if- sports gambling, not Taylor yeah. Swift on Instagram. How about just starting to point to the obvious <laughs> things here? Corporations, wage growth or lack thereof, interest rates, you know, Actual tangible things instead of going, 30% of this 50% isn't having sex anymore. (laughs) This is gambling's fault.
Unbelievable. I've never been hornier than when I've hit a five-leg parlay. Are you kidding me? Less horny. My God, a good hook gets my jimmies rustling. I got a hook in the Eagle Cowboy game. I'm excited. I'm feeling it in my pants. You get a good hook right there? Down in my clothes. Full body boner for two weeks. (laughs) It just feels good, man. It feels good. I mean, yeah, you never get past that high. It's unbelievable. What a dumb... What a dumb I'm comment. All gravy, baby. That sounds like somebody that's not getting laid. Ass defense. Or gambling. She should probably start a DraftKings account and see if she can make a little bit of money. She'd enjoy the ride. Come on. I also, like, I'm I'm also an adult man, and I've thought if I was ever in a position of being on the market, I yeah, I was married. I'm not doing that again. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna gamble a lot and enjoy my life. Leave me alone. You're gonna be old, old gray, uh, gray chest hair guy with like a pinky ring. I'm gonna have yeah. sex with myself. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Let me do what I want to do. That's right. Let me live my life. Okay, get out of my life. Well, there's your quake take for the day. CNBC content, unbelievable. The problem with this country is too many young men are gambling on sports. We're looking at you, all of our listeners. Quit gambling on sports. Go have sex with women and uh, buy houses. Okay, it's that easy. Would have been better if she blurred out her face. Is somebody like <laughs> saying something controversial? Doesn't want to know who she is. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to get to in the final hour. Speaking of gambling, um, maybe we'll all have sex this weekend and win some bets. We'll see. 8.30, spring the line. Get your fake sponsors into the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. We'll uh, let you know who we're gambling on and let you know who we did last week. We'll read your fake sponsors. I want to get you set for the NFL slate. Morning slate, not great. Afternoon slate, better. We'll uh, talk about that coming up at 8.15. Let's get to some odds and ends, though, in college football, including one really good sign potentially for a local school. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and spring on 1080 The Fam. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.